Welcome to Enchenio and Strength Podcast. This is a podcast to help new and aspiring entrepreneurs get your business off the ground with simple, easy, and effective mindset and business strategies. I am your host, Maria C. Krause. I love music, and I'm fully aware that I can't sing, but I do it anyways. It's the little things in life that spark my soul. I'm fascinated with the deep blue of the sky, the stars, and the moon, and I also love ice cream, tons of it. In this podcast, I bring special guests from all over the world, from different backgrounds and niches of expertise, who share their unique story and their most valuable tools, tips, and strategies to help you become more successful in all areas of your life. We cover everything from branding, mindset tools, Facebook ads, how to start a podcast, how to build a Facebook group, you name it. We're here to help you and empower you to build a life and business you always dreamed of. Enjoy this week's episode. Our special guest today is Patricia Honio. Honio, uh, she likes to call. She likes me to call her Pat, so I'm going to call her Pat. Navi, tell us a, lo- a little bit about yourself, so everybody can get to know you. Um, I'm I'm noticed. I'm known as the the local rascal in my company, <laughs> and always up to something and having a lot of fun. Um, I'm very much interested in working with. And I work with a number of smart, sassy, successful female entrepreneurs and just help them get more out of what, out of what they want out of their lives, not just their business. And I call it reaching for that deep satisfaction inside. And they can have that. So formally, I guess I'm a mentor and business coach. Mm-hmm. Mentor and business coach. And Pat, tell us the road. Tell us your Tell it, Pat. Tell us your path. <laughs> How did you end up doing what you're doing now? What brought you here? Oh today? wow! It's 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 all been almost accidental, which of course we know isn't true. I started off as a as a special education teacher, um, and that was because I had a sister that was severely mentally retarded, and I actually started teaching the mentally retarded when I was twelve, and then so went into age? college. Yeah. That's because nobody wanted to work with them. This was like 1950, right? Or 52 and Mm -hmm. nobody wanted to work with them. And so then I went to university to study that. And what was interesting about that was there was only one other student in myself. We built the program for them as we went through it because they didn't really have a program for it yet. So so that was kind of fun. Um, Then when I started teaching... At, at an inner city high school, the quotes counselors there at the high school didn't want to work with the special ed kids because they were so different, which they're not. But anyway, that, that's another whole show. And yeah. so I went to school to, to do that and ended up in just all kinds of directors, directions, um, became a, a board certified medical hypnoanalyst. And from there just started bringing all of these other skills and things into my life that I was exposed to also a Reiki master teacher. So it's about bringing all of these different skills to one pot. And, and I say, I have this bag of tools that we can just pull out and use what we need when we need it. <laughs> I love that. Um, yeah. It's, and it's so funny because it just, it's always there. You know, those skills are always there no matter, no matter what you call yourself. 
Can um, I can I ask Pat because you study on the route of like medical part as well, and then you study the part of like spirituality. How did you combine that into your own practice? So the medical part was was from the psychological medical part. It wasn't like mm-hmm. medicine, but it, yes, but it was yes. there. well. It's it's this way, Marie. Is all of it's there anyway? We're we're all of us are a combination of mind, body, spirit, right? And so I don't know how to explain it other than to say I have tools in each of those areas. And so when I'm working with someone, the tool that I need, I just pull out of that bag and use it. But it's I mean, never occurred to me not to do that. And what in the regards that I mean, a person who study more on the psychological part into, you know, and it's can be a bit skeptical when it comes to the spiritual side. Did you find that when you were studying it? <laughs> no, I, I've never been skeptical. Um, and here's because I, I, will, I will share this part, is I've known things and seen things and gotten the spiritual part from the time I was five years old. I've okay. always talked with my guidance. I've always, I used to get in trouble for it because people would think I was lying or, okay, and so I learned to shut up about it for a while, but that's always just been such a part of me, Maria, that okay. it wasn't a big deal for me to integrate it. Yeah, yeah right. Oh, that makes a huge difference now because a lot, yeah, a lot of people, it's like when they think about psychology or something that is medical, you know, like, or in that route, and then they put the Reiki or hypnosis and they're like, uh, no, that's not going to work, you know, and there's always that double blade there. And, and some medical people still scoff at it. And that's okay. They don't have to, you know, yeah, they don't no, have absolutely. to. Absolutely. Absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> so tell me, how was this experience anyways, when you were five years old? <laughs> People will laugh about this. My family didn't think it was so funny, but um, I had gone out to, uh, my dad had taken us out for lunch, just me and my sister. And when we got to the restaurant, Uncle Harry was there and he was having lunch with his wife and so they introduced her as aunt helen and you know we were five and three years old that was aunt helen right and and it was short time later they told me that um uncle harry and aunt helen were coming to dinner okay and i go no they're not and and they go what are you talking about you know and i said no aunt helen's not coming to dinner another lady is Wow. And when they came to dinner, of course, it was the real Aunt Helen, but I'd already, anyway. So it was things like that okay. that I would know, and I would know, no, he's, that's not the right Aunt Helen. Okay. Would, yeah. <laughs> it was like, I was, I was adopted, and I knew, I knew from the time I was five years old that I was adopted, and they never told me until I was 18. Did you ever, how did you know from your spiritual guide? um, Yeah. Yeah. I just, and I I can't explain it to you how in like real concrete terms, I just knew. And I would check it out. I'm adopted, aren't I? My guide would say, yeah. And it's okay. We got you. That's crazy. My God. It's it's impressive. (laughs) You know, but to be so young, I, I say a lot of us go like, who have that little, you know, I'd say gifts. 
And of course, if you tell a grown up at that age, you're like, yeah, okay, what's wrong with you? <laughs> no, it's not yeah. yeah. Or that you have make believe friends, they aren't real. Mm-hmm. Like, oh, yeah, they are. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> they're right next to me and they're saying yes. <laughs> <laughs> yes, yes. <laughs> so, Pat, so now you're helping sassy women, successful women. You're here. You, you have a long career of doing different things. Tell me, how did you? How did you sum up to do what you're doing now? It's, it's such a different background from what you're doing now. I know you mentioned it's like not everything does happen for a reason. We always say that and everything. It's just like this little thread that brings you where you are today. Yeah, it was just a progression of things. Um, once I got my degree in, uh, you know, in counseling psychology, I was already working in a practice and being trained to do medical hypnoanalysis. So rather than the continue, continue teaching, I went, I went into that full time and that opened up another whole world of woo and all this stuff that a lot of people don't get. <laughs> but when you start using that in conjunction with the education I had with my master's degree, it all fits perfectly as long as you're open-minded enough to be willing to see it. Mm-hmm. And then after that, it was just a steady progression of, you know, my husband passed away. I got into uh, Reiki healing and Reiki master. He, and so it was just like one thing piled up on, on top of another. And it was, it was in a, oh, this is funny. I haven't thought about this in years, Maria, is, um, yeah. And I had been looking for a coach or a therapist for myself. But I just kept doing what I, because I knew, and this is going to sound very arrogant, and it's not what I mean. It was like, okay, God, you need to send me somebody that's at least as good as I am at this or better. Yeah. Because otherwise my defenses will mess with them. Yeah. Because if this is, I'm really good at what I do, Maria, I am. Mm-hmm. And unintentionally, I would block people trying to help me. And so I kept asking for that. I ended up taking a friend of mine introduced me to a a course and it was taught by two gentlemen. Um, So I went through this six week course and at the end of that six week course, um, you got a free consultation with this one guy if you paid for the next course in full, which I did. And at the end of that 20, 20 minute consultation, I thought, Oh God, he's the one, right? You know, I knew that. I knew that I couldn't afford him. I had just come off a bankruptcy at that. And I kept hearing, just ask, just ask. And so I said to him, I said, I know this is really unlikely. I also know that I honestly probably cannot afford you. I know I'm not your regular type of client, but would you ever consider working with me one-on-one? And he just busted out laughing and he said, oh, I'd love to work with you. You're a hoot. <laughs> so that, that's where that started and that's where I got introduced a lot more to all the thought leadership stuff and that yeah. kind of thing and like going that. more in, yeah yeah I do um, like the fact, fact that you were, own that that you own the fact that you wanted somebody better than you somebody who can teach you more than you know and that that is important because sometimes we just be we just getting started and we'll sign up with anybody because we think that the person we're signing up with it always know more than we do. And then you find yourself going in the course and you're like, are you kidding me? Is this what you're teaching me? You know, 
but yeah, because it has happened. It is true because sometimes you you undermine yourself of how much you know, don't we? Yes, yes, yeah, I yeah. In fact, a funny twist of that story is we now work together as colleagues on 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 different courses and that, and we we often laugh about that. Yeah, nice. And back to what you were saying. Back to what you were saying is. I will actually say to people sometime, look, at you have a bigger background in this than I do. I'm not the person to work with. Yep. And so I actually try and teach that to people to find somebody better at stuff than you are. Yeah. No, no, that's absolutely. I'm, I'm so with you. <laughs> because last year, I had the, last year, I actually talked a client out of working with me. I talked her out of yes. working with me instead of working with me. And I knew exactly what she needed. I know I could give it to her, but I knew she had it. I knew she had it. I'm like, no, I'm like, no, this is, and I know as coaches, I know you might go like, but that's what we do as coaches. But also I wouldn't, I wouldn't want to work with some, I wouldn't want somebody to spend that kind of money. You know, if, if I know this is not, if this is not the right thing, you know, and I know a lot of people that are different. I'm just, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm a hope there's more people like me, to be honest. I know you are, Pat. So, yeah. so here's, what I'm gonna, here's what I'm going to say to you, Maria, that I often say to clients, and I know you're not a client, but it's, honey, you are not normal. Thank God. Step out of that normal. Be your unique you. We don't, we don't you know, normal's, normal's a setting on the dryer, right? We want you to be you. Absolutely. And speaking of which, uh, Pat, because we were talking about that earlier, we are talking about burnout, we are talking about, you know, trying to do it all, all yourself, all, be that, that, you know, that one women show, it's like we have this, this belief ingrained that we have to be super women, that we yeah. have to, and not only in our business, in our whole entire life, so that means not only do everything in your business, do the laundry, do the cooking, do the washing, you know, all that stuff that comes with it. And make sure you look after yourself as well. You're like, what the F? <laughs> yes, exactly. Exactly. And it's been reinforced mm-hmm. and reinforced our whole, I mean, I'm 74, right? So I have heard this for 74 years. Supposedly it's getting better now, but no, you, you cannot do it. You cannot you cannot you because if you do first of all you are going to burn out you can't possibly take care of yourself the way you need to but here's the other thing you're then not able to give what you're here to give because mm-hmm. you're just exhausted you're just exhausted and more than just physically mentally spiritually emotionally awesome one of the biggest things that I do is give my ladies permission to get help. And at first, I was surprised how difficult that was for them to do. Of course, you can get a housekeeper once a week. Of course, you can. And really working some of my ladies through what they had to go through in their hearts and their minds to give themselves permission to do that. I think we are, we're believe, we believe that seeking for help as women it's considered a luxury correct me if yeah. I'm wrong but you know if we get a cleaner it's like oh that is like only for rich people or somebody you gotta have a lot of money and you're like well no I'm gonna save on something else you know 
that's what I, I used to do. I'm like, okay, I'm not going to spend on that. And I'm going to spend on this, which is actually making it better, making my life easier. And here's the other thing. What I pay my cleaner to clean my house, I can spend that two hours working with a client yes. that I wouldn't have that two out. And I'm going to get paid for working with that client more than what I'm paying her to clean my house. Yeah. So you have to look, I mean, what's your time worth? You can, here's the other thing. It's about the money, but it's more about what I called earlier was that deep satisfaction. Okay. I'm more able to give to that person and not only help them, but feel that satisfaction myself. If I'm well rested and not trying to do everything myself and taking, you know, giving myself permission. Yeah. Here's the thing, Mary. I believe that our birthright is dignity and respect. That every single person is born with, that's their birthright. Mm -hmm. But here's the thing. We cannot give that which we do not have. And so we must have that for ourselves first. Oh, I love that. Okay, We don't have to be rich to have a cleaner or any of those other things. We just have to put ourselves first. And standing mm-hmm. in dignity and respect, we want to go to our gifts and what we're here to do. I love that. I love that. It, it is looking after yourself. <laughs> you fill up your cup first. Um, I was talking to a friend the other day. We were talking about buying a treadmill. And she was like, oh, she was like, I just bought that. But there was somebody else there. She was like, I don't want to tell you the price in front of them. And so she told me, she was like, the reason she was like, other people might think I'm rich because I buy a treadmill. I was like, it's not that. I was like, you spend your money where you think is better for you. You know, as in like somebody else might think, might instead of buying the treadmill, they go and blow it up in clothes or they're going out for dinners or, you know, they're spending it on alcohol, wine, expensive wine. But because you're, you're buying that instead of a treadmill for yourself, there is a difference in our society and how is that perceived? So that, and to me, the really, the core of that, Maria, is not caring what other people think. <laughs> yes. And I don't, I don't mean with an attitude, like, I don't care what anybody, I'm not talking no, about no, that. I know what you mean. Genuinely, yes. I don't care what people think about me having a housekeeper and a chef. I don't care. Mm-hmm. Because a lot of that then is we do it to ourselves if we care about all of that. Yes. Yeah. I was laughing, Kipad. It's so interesting because today I actually did a video about that. I've been very consistent in doing my little reels on TikTok. So that was a video. I actually posted that today about not caring about what other people say. And I'm like, ah, look at you. (laughs) I'm thinking the same. It's like we spend spend a lot of time. But I think that's part of how we were brought up as well. You know, it's just. Of course school and like your parents and like because they had to go through that and and it's constantly I mean till this day I know my mom is embarrassed about certain things that I do and I'm like and yesterday like even yesterday she she was really embarrassed and I was like well mom I was like to be honest with you that is not my problem anymore I was like I know this might sound rude a bit harsh but if you're embarrassed this I'm gonna leave it to you that's your little package you know okay I'm like there's nothing I can do on my end Yes. Yes. And that's when you can be in that place, at least for me, that was such a relief and such an opening and such a freedom to, to say something like that and mean it 
you know, and not with, not with a bad attitude, with just sincerely saying, hey, honey, that's yours. Pat, I'll say you've been like that for your whole life, have you? Because you also come from a generation that is very hard work and it's very restricted and regulated and ain't knowing that, uh, that mentality. Like my mom is 65, so I can imagine like, but I say you, you were against all odds when you were a kid, were you? <laughs> I, it was. I used to say that I was like a petunia in an onion patch. <laughs> I, did, I, did not, I did not fit in where I was planted. <laughs> <laughs> and so, and so, and I think that's true for a lot of the people that we work with is that we well, I, th- I told you earlier, I like working with these sassy women, these rascals and these mm-hmm. gates. They never, You've never fit in, truly, have you? I mean, that's just the sense I get about you, too, is you, you stand no. up for who you are. No, no, Pat. So- no, I, I actually, I was, I was telling this to someone the other day. You know how you go to primary school, you go to high school, and there's always, always with a group of people. There's always, okay, you kind of have things in common. You hang out with those group of people. Then you become an adult. Maybe you're still friends in college. Maybe you're still friends for the rest of your life. Maybe you're not. And the thing with me when I was in secondary, well, even primary school, I always made a little group of friends. I never stood in one. I always moved around. But not because I didn't know yes. who I was. It's because I didn't want to be boxed. If a person liked yes. rock and roll and the other one liked pop, I didn't care. I really didn't care what kind of music they like, which when you're a teenager, that's something that really defines people. Okay. Oh, we have the darkies here, the rock and roll there, you know, like, <laughs> but you yes. actually, you nailed it. Yeah. That was something that I was like, nope, I refuse to do that. No way. And it's, and, and for both of us, cause we were talking a little bit earlier about the things that we got in trouble for back then or weren't accepted for are the very things Maria that we're leading with now mm-hmm. and to step in that. And that's, that's why we stick out. We're leading with those very things right now. And I think that is so fun. It is it so is. fun. It is. Yeah. But they say they're always the black sheep of the family is the one that comes and like moves the whole generational traumas and like stirs the whole thing. It's like, okay, we gotta, we gotta change this thing up. <laughs> yes. Yes. Yeah, I'm a child of the 60s. That's what it was all what it's all about. It was really fun. Yes, I raised my daughter that way. Okay. So she's a little, she's a little go-getter. And she's 34 now. But what the most fun is, is she's raising my granddaughter that way. And I will tell you, this little 11 year no 11 year old knows who she is, where she's going, what she's doing. And doesn't take nothing from nobody. I love that. And at the and very same time, is very polite and kind. And she's got the support of you too, which is very, very important as well. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. Absolutely. Okay, so Pat, tell me a little bit of the new course you're working on. Because we were talking about that. Pat works as a business and coach mentor, but she works in a very different way. So she's not there telling you, okay, this is the funnels this is the lead pages is whatever whatever the techies part that a lot of business owners teach in order to you know attract your clients you bring it from a very different perspective pat i do when someone is looking for the techie stuff and wants all of that kind of support i have a gal that i refer them to that is top notch just top of the line 
part of it that helps them is she also understands what I do. I so it. I come at it from the other side of the business, meaning if they're telling you to um, do something on social media, to do something to progress, you know, to move your business forward and you're not doing it, they just go, oh, well, she's not doing it. And I go, whoa, whoa, wait a minute. I want to know what's stopping you from doing it. And then let's work on that. Mm-hmm. What is the belief you have? What is the, you know, what is it? Let's, let's talk about that. Let's get that out of the way so that it doesn't have to interrupt you ever again. That type of thing. Um, it's, 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 about, it's about you in your business more than the actual business coaching. Like I said, I have someone I refer to for that. Yeah. And it's also helping people, which I talked earlier about um, being in your competency or being in your genius. Right. And all of us are competent, especially the group of people where we can run our businesses. I mean, we can, we've done it for, I don't know how long, but it doesn't give us that deep satisfaction. And what I want these ladies when they want it for themselves is I want them to go to their genius. What, what, is their, what is their thing? What is their contribution to the world yeah. that they really want to get out there and don't know how? Some of them aren't even really quite sure what it is yet. So that's where I come in. All right, let's get all this businessy stuff handled mm-hmm. now. What do you really want to do? Let's jump in. And, you know. <laughs> so that, that's, that's, to me, that's the fun part. That's but that is, part. I think that's finding out who you are. <laughs> that's the core. It's not only for the business side, but it's also for the for your life that you apply that together. And it's like oh, knowing, it know what is it you want in your life. Because I think a lot, of, a lot of a lot of entrepreneurs when they go in and it's like this idea of success, right? And we're seeing women making such amount of money, and we're seeing women in yachts or well, not women in yachts, you know, probably holidays, fancy holidays, and those things. So there's, I think in a way or another one, subconsciously, we think that's the idea of success, what success should mean to us. And when we don't achieve it, yes. we're like, okay, why I can't have all those things? But it's going into yes. that belief and going deeper in the root of what you want, not what you think you should have, but what you yes. want. Yes. What do you want? Yes. And we have been so conditioned, Maria. That some of my people don't even know that. No. They just no. know they don't have it. No. And so that's that's where it gets you. What is it? And how can I get there now? But this, and this might be a bit, I don't know. This is, I want to ask your opinion, right? Because I think this is a bit of controversial. And I know from my personal experience, this is how I felt at the beginning when I started my business. But, you know, trying to figure out who you are while you're building an online business when everything else is just shining in your face, right? It's just like, boom, boom, boom. And it's like, like I said, it's like that, you know how they say after you see the same thing seven times, it's like you're subconsciously, you're subconsciously want that thing. So it's being able to, how do you remove yourself from, okay, no, that's, do I really want that? No, I don't really want that. Do I really want it? And then you still have to, because I said your business is online and try to separate that. Like, okay, my reality, my beliefs and what I want from what is out there. Yeah. So yeah, there is the reality. You do have to tend to these things in your business. You do.
So there's a couple of things that can happen there. What I've chosen to do is I've chosen to have someone else do it for me as I could. As each thing came up that I could afford to do, I'm choosing to have someone else do it for me because it makes me crazy. Mm -hmm. Before I could do that, it all came down to focus. What I, might, what I mean by that is, okay, Thursday mornings I have to pay bills. And the time that I'm paying those bills, that's what I'm focused on. But there's other times when I need to go and say, okay, what is the course I want to offer? Why do I want to offer? What's, what's underneath that without letting the business side come in? So it's not really separating because you can't ever really separate it. Mm -hmm. What am I going to focus on in this moment is what it boils to is how you start with it. And then there's a lot of techniques you can use to go in and really get into, you know, what are you designed for? What are some experiences you've had and skills that you've developed that you can bring to this that are totally you? Nobody else has had those experiences in the way that you have. I like that. And you can do that while you're running a business. It's about focusing. I like that, Pat. I had a, a friend of mine recently, was, we, we had this conversation and I was like, how do you do it? And she was like, she was like, I put my blinkers on, you know, when like the horses, they are going like those race horses and they put those little <laughs> blinders. She was like, basically, I put that on. I go in, I'll focus on what I have to do. And then I get out and that's it. She was like, it's the only yes. way she was like, before I used to like, you know, try to lift that blinder and try to have a peep. And then I'm like, ah, no, what am I doing? <laughs> Perfect. Yeah, it's exactly, exactly. I totally agree. Yeah. yeah. All right. No. Yeah. You know, it's, there's always this thing, you know, of, of being there, being present. We, we have the being consistent. You have to be inconsistent, consistent in your business. You have to post such amount of times a day. You have to do this. You, have, you know, it's, there's always the have, 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 have to. That drives me insane personally because it turns, it feels, I completely agree with getting out of your comfort zone or trying new things and all that. But then when it turns into this must, this duty, it just feels like you're working again. It feels like you're back in your, not ever running a business. Especially if it's something that you're not good at and don't want to do. Yes. Okay. It's, yes. It, it, then it's just like, for real, you know, you know what a nucleus is of a cell. The name of the program is nucleus, by the way. So the nucleus of the cell is, is the part of the cell that controls everything. The, you know, the growth, everything that needs to be done inside the cell. And so when you can embrace that, and that's who you are at your center, okay, is that nucleus of your own life. So as long as you're staying centered and balanced in that, Here's another example of it. You know the big wagon wheels with the hub in the center? You know, they're the yes. big ones and the spokes go. Okay. So one of the visualizations I use for my people is that hub is your nucleus. And the wagon wheel is your life, right? So as long as you're in your nucleus, taking, going even beyond taking care of yourself, but you're that centered, all right, and in balance, the wheel rolls along very, very smoothly, doesn't it? But as soon as you go out on this spoke that says, oh, people have to like me, yeah. or you go out and focus on this spoke that says, 
oh, I have to do this in my business, what happens is it throws it off balance and the wheel gets clunky. And instead of rolling along, it's going clunky, clunk, clunk. <laughs> I love and it. That's, and that's when, that's when we get all messed up in here. So it's about serving from our nucleus, us first, that we can keep that and then everything else runs smoothly. I like that um, that perspective, the way you, it's just it's so simple, right? especially the way you did the noise of the, <laughs> the wheel. It just it does sound perfectly like that because it is. It's like you know somewhere in your head is probably going the same. How you are going the same noise? It's like your mindset going like clunk clunk clunk. Something is not right there. <laughs> yeah, for sure. For sure. <laughs> well, you know, you, you go into this, like, you try to do so much that it's so much turns into this must, and then it turns into this negative as well. It just brings you to this very dark space. Like, if it, I don't know, Patricia, like, if you ever had, like, burned, like, burnout and, like, that feeling yes. of, like, dissatisfaction, overwhelm, frustration, and... And it's, it's that, it's just the overwork, it's doing things like you said, it's not, it's, you're not centered. And the, the cure is, and there is a cure, is, well, I'm going to go a little woo on you because I don't really know concrete words to say this, but nucleus is about activating, committing to, and living from your very essence, your very being. That's what nucleus is. Oh, yeah. That's beautiful. Keep that in mind, the other stuff just falls into place. That is beautiful. Pad, it's been wonderful talking to you. It's been really like we had a chat before we even started the podcast. This is how much we've been talking. Before we wrap up, if anybody wants to reach out and talk to you, get to know you better, work with you, where they can find you? I would say uh, the best thing to do right now is to email me and I will respond within 24 hours. And it's pat, P-A-T, at P-A-T-H-O-N-I-O-T-E-S dot com. Perfect. We'll drop them in the, in the podcast anyways. And before we wrap up, I'm dying to ask you this question. Pat, what is your definition of success? I've, I've, I, I think I've said it not in so many words. It's having that deep satisfaction inside from where I serve. Right there. That can okay. be a success. Good. See, everybody is different. <laughs> that's like, it's a topic for another, another podcast that I would love to talk about uh, because I want to know your opinion as well as the listeners that you're there. What is your definition? You know, make that very clear for you. What do you want? I think, <clears throat> no, I remember I always thought that I wanted, you know, I wanted the expensive bags and the fancy holidays. And then I remember I used to have that when I was 20. When I was in my 20s, I used to have that. And it was great. When I was in my 20s, I was like, I don't want that anymore. I don't want to sit at fancy restaurants or just like, what am I going to do with a fancy handbag? I'm like, I really don't know. I'm like, because I don't do those things anymore. You know, it's just like, it's very different. High heels. I'm like, I'm with my sneakers all the time. I was like, this is, what am I going to do with high heels? Seriously. <laughs> yes, it does. It does morph as we grow. 
Yeah, it does. Well, it's also, you know, the whole spirit, the, the spiritual side. And I think the success is just no longer in material things. It's more about what we want. Yes. Those things that are not tangible, the self-love and like the accepting ourselves and all those things. Yes, things. that's what it's all about. Yes. Yeah. Okay, Pat, thank you so much again. And thanks everybody for listening. And if you have any questions, just drop them in the comments. I will leave Pat's email if you want to reach out to her. And thanks again for being here today. Thank you. Oh, thank you, Maria. Thanks. Okay, we'll see you again. Bye. Thanks for tuning in, lovies. I love to hear your thoughts and opinions. So drop your comments or give us a shout. I'd like to get to know you more and what help and support do you need most to help you grow your business. I am Maria C. Krause and I help entrepreneurs become more visible by sharing their unique story, inspire, heal, and make a bigger impact. If you'd like to become a guest or a collaborator in any of our platforms or simply want to know about how I can help you take your business to the next level, you can find me on all social media platforms under Maria C. Krause or check out my website for freebies and updates at www.mariacrause.com. Make sure to follow us and share with your best besties to get your weekly dose of inspiration and motivation to kick ass in life and in business. Love, life, be. Have a wonderful day, whatever in the world you are.